What's up, guys? It's Captain Cook. Welcome back to Spicy Memories, the podcast where we talk about food and life and stuff. Oh, God. This is another solo episode. Solo Spice Daddy. You know what I'm talking about? I haven't done a solo Spice Daddy since, like, I think January like 5th or something like that. It was it was two days before I almost died. I remember that. <laughs> so um, I released that episode on January 5th, and then two days later I got into a horrific car accident um, driving to work. Total my car, spun backwards, airbags didn't even go out. I had a concussion, I was bruised up, it was pretty crazy. Um, I don't know how I didn't die, honestly. I was going like 50 on the highway, which was, I was going 50 miles an hour under the speed limit, and still, because of snow, I just, uh, you know, I ate it. So, but I'm here, I'm talking, you know, life goes on. Um, so, that was good. And uh, and you know, and yes, we did get a new car actually after, and which has been funny because a lot of people were like, "Oh, you got insurance money for your accident?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> like I didn't get insurance money because it was a 2006 car with like you know 200,000 miles on it. I I did not have collision on that car. So, but we did get a new car, and I'm you know alive. So I guess that's a benefit for some people. <laughs> so, but yeah, a lot of a lot of other stuff has gone on. I've been doing a lot of collaborations actually since January. I've uh, talked to some great people on this show that you've listened to, uh, which is kind of why I just wanted to give this short little update. You know what I mean? Like I wanted to step in and just kind of you know see what's going on with everybody and tell you what's been going on with me as far as my food trends and things that I've been noticing and uh, things that I've been trying to change about my own cooking. I guess you could say, um, which has I, I don't know I, many people have often asked me like what's my favorite thing to cook and I never ever ever know how to actually answer that question because it's like I'm always finding a new favorite thing to cook you know it's like if I it's like somebody who wants to play guitar for the first time right somebody who wants to learn guitar usually not saying this always happens you know there are instances where people start with lessons and they learn scales and then you know they become you know metal guitarists <laughs> Sorry, that was mean. Um, <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to get some fucking backlash for that one. Um, <laughs> regardless. No, there's, it's the same thing as learning guitar. Like, when you you want to learn something that you heard, right? You hear a song that you love, and you want to play something that you learned. It's the same shit with cooking. Like, I see something that I like, or I someone explains a dish to me, or I read a recipe somewhere, and I'm just like, oof. I'm like, that is... Now, that's what I'm talking about. That that looks like my kind of party over there. You know what I mean? And so I feel like, you know, that's 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 that always ends up being my new my most recent favorite thing to cook. Um, because off those recipes that you find and that I find, you know, you can make your own variations. I mean, all of my recipes, there are some that are 100 percent original, but there's still variations of whatever the fuck I make out there because there's only, you know, so many goddamn ingredients and. It's true. There are endless combinations of ingredients in the world. And that that is it's the same thing with music. Like there's only so many notes, right? Like you're not going to make up a brand new note that doesn't exist already in, you know, the the audible world, <laughs> like, you know, whatever. But um, and I'm not talking about people that make soundscapes or anything like that, like fucking Gabe from The Office. Uh, <laughs> that's anyway, um, get out, skeleton man. OK, sorry. That was just for The Office fans. Uh, but no, like you're not going to make a brand new note, but you can fuck with the combination of notes. And that's the same thing with what I've, what I'm finding with recipes is like, I can obviously, you know, use a combination of 
garlic powder, onion powder, oregano, oil, garlic, right? Like those those four things are seasonings and like oil are used in so so many dishes and so many different cuisines. But like the amount that you put in can change, and like when you put the certain herbs or spices in, it changes, and like how you apply them, and is it going to be you know dry? Is it going to be a wet rub? Like there's there's an endless amount of combinations that you can do, and that's what I've come to appreciate. I think about cooking is that I have happily thrown away the whole authenticity fear, I guess you could call it, where because um, I mean a lot of people, I have a personal friend too that. Uh, deals with, uh, you know, the occasional struggle of wondering where, you know, his space is, I guess you could say, in whatever profession. he. Uh, I don't want to give anything away who he is, whatever. But um, I guess you could call it, like, imposter syndrome if you want. But, like, I feel like a lot of people have this. They have this constant fear that um, that they're in a place where they don't belong or they're starting to enter into a world that's kind of out of their depth or, you know, that it's, oh, well, you know, I, that's just not me. I just don't do that. That's that's usually what I end up hearing. And I think that because of my persistence and my uh, refusal to just understand my limitations, <laughs> basically, um, I am constantly trying to find new recipes to cook and new things to you know, try and make. And then I end up making my own variations off of that. And like, well, this would taste good, but what if it was like, you know, whatever, X, Y, Z, right? Um like, even, even tonight, I made a ratatouille, but I made it my own style, right? And I made it with a fucking crazy pasta that, um, uh, oh, God, Pediacelli? No. Pediacelli? I'm trying to, fuck, I'm trying to remember the name. It literally makes Bucatini look like a stick. Um, ah, that's it. Um, Pediacelli. There you go. Pediacelli. Or as the Americans say, persiatelli. <laughs> but no, it's persiatelli, and it literally makes bucatini look like a like, like a twig. It's it's so thick, it's so nice. So for a good like hearty tomatoey veggie dish, I mean, come on, it was just it was the best. I felt like I was playing. I felt like I was playing with something that I shouldn't be eating. You know what I mean? Like you know when you get yelled at for playing for something that you shouldn't be putting in your mouth when you're a kid. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what it felt like. But I was allowed to eat it. It was so cool. Um. It's huge, and so a pound of it, like, is it? It's like twice as big as a pound of spaghetti, which I'm now realizing, they may they those boxes of pasta mostly cost the same, but if you buy a thicker cut like this and you buy a pound of it, I, actually, I don't know if that makes sense. You know what? Never mind. I'm not, I'm not on the right mind space to try and figure out logistics of boxed pasta. Anyway, regardless, it was really, really good, and I made a variation of my own. You know. Uh, of my own ratatouille, but I did this time is I used uh, this organic tomato paste from Bianco de Napoli. Um, Bianco is an amazing company, and um, I hope that they hear this, although I doubt they will, <laughs> but they're an amazing tomato company that has San Marzano's tomatoes and like crushed tomatoes. They have this organic tomato paste that they sent me um, to try some recipes with, and uh, it's it's kind of amazing. I was... I, I, I don't know. I mean, I used... An entire can in this dish, which basically was, you know, garlic-infused olive oil uh, with oil, uh, with uh, onion and garlic and chili flakes. Uh, the reason I said garlic-infused oil, by the way, that's very misleading. That's not one of those bullshit bottles of garlic-infused oil that you buy on the sh- on the shelves at Home Goods, Home Goods for like six ninety nine. That's not what I mean. What I mean is, I made a huge batch of confit garlic in my oven, 
uh, and then I used that oil that I had strained out and you know from that for this. So it's really actually garlic infused oil. Um, and for those of you who don't know, confit garlic is when you just submerge a shit ton of garlic cloves, uh, fully submerged inside of olive oil, and you put it in the oven at like I don't know two hundred or two fifty for a couple hours, and the garlic uh, doesn't get that allicin doesn't like pierce through anymore. It's actually kind of sweet. Uh, they become kind of like spreadable, and it's it, it's it's amazing. And the oil is infused, so go figure. And then um, after the tomato, I put in a whole can of that Bianco de Napoli tomato paste. And then after that, I had sliced uh, with both my knife and a mandolin uh, these beautiful coin shapes of yellow zucchini, tomato, and a big-ass eggplant. Uh, so on top of the cooked-out tomato paste and the garlic and the onion and the garlic oil and the seasonings and all that shit, uh, I layered uh, the ratatouille. Um, or I guess, yeah, yeah, I guess you could say I layered it. And I put a little stack in the middle like the movie Ratatouille, which is very misleading because what the guy actually makes in the movie, I believe, is called Confi Bialdi. It's not really Ratatouille, but it basically is. It's like Confi Bialdi and Ratatouille are basically the same, except one of them looks very nice, uh, which is the one they use in the movie, Confi Bialdi. The other one looks like fucking mush because it's Ratatouille. Ratatouille is a fucking peasant's dish. It's it's literally – it is. I'm not saying that in a bad way. I mean it is. It's It's literally just like – it's a veggie stew. So – but um, I layered them very nice, kind of like Confit Bialdi a little bit. And uh, I put, I stacked them and I put them in the oven covered for like 20 minutes and then put it uncovered for another like 10. And, it, and then I threw that on top of that pasta and it was so, so fucking good. Um, it was, it was hearty and it was like warm and, you know, it's been cold and rainy today. So it was actually, it was just, it was perfect. But that's what I'm talking about. Like, that is, yeah, I, I looked at a ratatouille recipe maybe, like, five years ago. And since then, I've been making my own variations off it. So, like, but that started because I had tasted a few ratatouilles. And then I saw the movie, and I was like, you know what, fuck it, let me try this. So, like, a lot of the things that I'm realizing that I'm okay with now are me, are dishes that I've put my own little spin and variation on. And for a while, I felt like I was a little bit of a, like, not an imposter. I felt like I was a little bit of, like, a schmuck for, like, you know, maybe fucking with these recipes or doing something I wasn't supposed to do or, you know, whatever. And this, this, this extremely short, 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 short episode of Spicy Memories is to remind you that that's, that's fine. Like, that's totally okay. Like, the whole, I feel like there's this fear that's been built up with people who cook over, like, you know, getting exactly the recipe right. And finding it, it's like, no, no, this is how Alison Roman did it in the New York Times cooking, so I need to do it, right? Or, like, you look up something from, you know, uh, Babish, and you do his exact recipe or whatever the fuck. But I don't know. Like, cooking is cooking. Cooking is dealing with heat and molecules moving around and salt and flavor and spice and acidity and fat. And, you know, there's 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 all these different elements and stuff. And trying to narrow it down and realize that and if you like to to have the audacity to think every single fucking ingredient has the same exact consistency and taste and it was grown in the same place that's not how it works it's just not i'm sorry like the reason why you cook something sometimes and you're like well what the fuck this didn't turn out you know the way that it's supposed to or you you know it, it, there's a reason for that it's because one your recipe can say whatever you want it to say that does not mean that it's, you know, actually how it was done. Two, 
why would you think that, you know, a, 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 an onion or a tomato that's grown here is the same as it's grown in fucking Tuscany? You know, it's not. It's it's that simple. Like, I don't know how else to explain it. Like, things are going to taste a little different. That's why when you go to certain places and you're like, oh, my God, I feel like when you – like, you ever gone to a certain place and you're like, you know what? When I go to some place, I feel like I could just taste the difference, right? I've heard people say that my whole life. I could just taste the difference, right? Or like, no, no, no. well, it doesn't taste like it does in Italy. Like, yeah, no fucking shit. <laughs> it's because everything is different. The ingredients are different. You know, the way the sun hits it is different. The soil that it was grown in was different. The people that prepared it was different. The fucking water they use to cut everything and wash everything, you know, is different. So, like, I don't know why people are so confused when they don't get something that matches up. So what I've started to embrace, which is why I started this stupid fucking rant, is to tell people that, like, you need to throw away the whole idea of, like, authenticity. You need to throw away the whole trying to make things exact, especially when it comes to recipes. Recipes are supposed to be more like guidelines. You know what I mean? They're like they're like stop signs. You're, they're kind of like, hey, you know, stop if you want to stop. You don't have to, though, you know? So you should kind of just base you. <laughs> oh, God, I almost got through that without laughing. All right. <laughs> I'm sure uh, I don't have to warn you people to stop at stop signs. I was literally about to say, if anyone's listening, you should totally stop at stop signs. I was literally about to warn people to stop at stop signs. What the fuck is happening to me? Anyway, I feel like people need to start being less afraid of putting their own spin on something. Like, people are so locked into, well, I'm going to read this recipe. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cook it like that, whatever, right? And, you know, I, I feel like it creates this fear of of kind of straying away or adding to or thinking for yourself even when you're cooking. You know, I mean that's kind of a problem. Like, and, and I understand why. If some people are cooking as like a therapeutic thing, right? Where, what can I compare this to? It's like solving a puzzle. There you go. It's like a jigsaw puzzle. Here we go. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Now we're, now we're, all right, motherfuckers. Now we're cooking with gas. Now check this shit out. People who cook like a jigsaw puzzle. That's a bad sentence. Never mind. Let me take that again. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Thank you. Okay. I'm not talking. I'm not talking to anybody, by the way. I'm the only one that's going to edit, and I'm not going to edit. So you're absolutely 100% going to hear that. So it's just an insight into how fucking crazy I am. No problem with that. That's not. That's not an issue. It's just um, me personally. I don't find the jigsaw puzzle way of cooking that satisfying. And what I mean by that is like maybe for the first time. So like if you read a recipe, right, and you follow it to the exact, exact, exact T right? You don't do any variations. You don't taste it while you're seasoning. You don't taste it while you're cooking. You don't add anything because you're like, yeah, it says that, but I feel like I need to add a little more salt. Um, you know, and you just do it straight off the paper. You can't really be annoyed when it doesn't taste the way you want it to at the end. That's all I'm saying. And the reason is because, you know, anybody here who's cooked something before, how many fucking times have you tasted something and you're like, God damn, that needs salt. And you just add a little salt. You know, it's not that hard. Um, so that's, that's. I mean, even that, I wouldn't be considered a variation, quote unquote. But absolutely, like, my God, that's like, that's taking the reins a little bit yourself. It's you tasting it and being like, I don't give a fuck what the recipe says. This needs salt. I have done that so many times. And it's not because I have an over-salted tongue where I'm just completely, you know, taste blind to fucking salt. That's not what the case is. The case is, you know, you need to be able to take a little bit of control at some point and be like, you know, okay, so 
I, I know the recipe says this, but like I, I, I would love for this to be a little bit spicier, which, you know, for me is usually the case. And, oh, I don't know, 90% of the fucking things that I cook. Um, so I don't know. I just, I feel like there's more people who could get more enjoyment out of cooking if they went about it like that. If they went about it as more like, you know, approaching it as something of their own instead of some, them just reading something straight off the paper. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like the difference between people who said, you know, they have high IQs and maybe are very academically smart. I guess that's a bad comparison because somebody who has a high IQ doesn't necessarily have to be academically smart. Scratch that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. That's a bad, that's a bad, uh, <laughs> that's a bad, uh, uh, that's a bad comparison. But regardless, I feel like there's this, there's this hesitation from some of these people who, you know, like even when I talk to people who, you know, come to the pop-ups or people that message me, they say, I just don't really cook like that or I don't cook a lot, whatever, you know. I'm like, you know, fuck it, anybody. The more you cook, obviously, the more comfortable you're going to get with it. But, like, you know, take a simple recipe and add a variation that you like. Like, and if you really genuinely have no opinion at all, like if you cook something, you're like, no, I wouldn't add anything to this. It's perfect. Then, you know, fucking you know, bully for you. I don't know what to say. Like, congratulations. That's great. Um, I am not addressing you. You can stop listening to the podcast. Now, the people that I'm addressing are those who, you know, cook something straight from a recipe and then find themselves, you know, yearning, find themselves for something else, you know, some wanting something more and being like, I feel as though this is incomplete. You know, people who, who eat something and they're like, you know, this is good, but alas, I feel as though there's something more out there. You know, people who who take a swig of the mixed even cocktail that they just drank. And they say, no, 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 don't, don't worry, sir. It's, it's quite good. Yes, no, 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 quite good. But could add, a, could add a bit of scorch of something else, no? People who, you know, want some, want to have some, make something. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. This is insane. I went on for that for far too long. This is what happens when I don't have a guest, is I just end up rambling like a fucking lunatic. Anyway, point is... After all this bullshit, there's no reason why you can't take any fucking recipe in the world, and I don't care how famous the recipe is, and make it your own, you know? Gordon Ramsay's got a ton of recipes out there that people make all the fucking time. A good example, he has a very famous video on YouTube that's like a pork belly recipe, right? He cuts the skin into diamonds, he does like a braise basically with some stock and white wine. I've made it a couple times before, but, you know, I, I use mainly the same ingredients, but I also kind of add my own variation into it. You know, the kind of stock that I used was a little bit different. Some of the seasonings, you know, I didn't exactly use the amount of fennel seeds that he used, you know, things like that. I'm not saying make something totally different. I'm saying put your own fucking spin on it because when you eat something that you actually helped kind of create, you know, it's different than when you just cook somebody else's recipe. And like I said, if you're a jigsaw puzzle cooker and you just enjoy looking at something and cooking and you're like, yep, that is exactly what I looked at and I am glad because it tastes just like that, then fine. Congratulations. That's good. But if you're a fucking hack like me, who's just trying to, you know, continue to exist in the world of food somehow, and, you know, you can barely walk up the stairs straight, let alone handle a chef knife, that doesn't mean that you also can't be creative, which is really what this comes down to, you know? And I've started to collab and talk with more people that are creative recently, and it doesn't always have to do with people who are necessarily in food, but, you know, what I'm realizing is that the people that are true creatives at their heart, they don't, they don't, they don't stop being creative. It doesn't matter if it's with cooking or, you know, drawing or painting or 
you know, anything. It could be, you know, you creating a social media platform to amp up other businesses. Who the fuck knows? The difference is when you are a creative person, it doesn't just sleep. It doesn't stop. So, like, you know, if you are thinking that you aren't allowed to be creative with somebody else's recipe, then that's 150% not true. And recipes should be used as guidelines. I'm sorry. I said it. I don't care. I just – and if anyone says to you, here's a recipe for, you know, an authentic, you know, whatever, like, fuck that. Don't even pay attention to it. So that's my basic advice. Um, for the last couple of minutes here, I just want to give you a couple quick updates and uh, give you some some places to see, some people to talk to, you know what I mean, some stuff to do. Um, if you go to the link in my bio on my Instagram, you're going to find all the stuff that you want to find. Uh, listen to the past couple episodes of Spicy Memories here. I believe I am still number two on Good Pods in the top 100 food category. And if you fuckers at the Unchef show are listening, <laughs> sorry, that was really mean. Um, I didn't mean that. Actually, no, fuck that. I did. You guys knocked me down from number one. And I'm sure you have a great show. And I mean, that's amazing. Um, but <laughs> but no, no, I, I, I say that in, in all uh, <laughs> in all good fun. Um, but no, uh, currently number two for the uh, top 100 food category on Good Pods. This episode is available. You're probably listening to it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, I would assume. It's also available just straight up on Anchor, which is where I upload to, anchor.fm. Great place to start a podcast if you want to start a podcast. Um, I'm also on um, – uh, it's all listed on my Anchor page. If you go to my link in my bio, you'll find everything. But I've had some great episodes recently. I've had – oh, God. Uh, I've had uh, Phil from Paired Pints, who is is incredible. Phil Bosco is an awesome dude who has an amazing page called Paired Pints on Instagram. Check him out. Uh, Castar and Kyle, who a lot of you listening probably know, he's he's pretty pretty well-known in the food world because he's Castar and Kyle. He is a cast iron master. He's been, you know, published in Bon Appetit, and he has very well-known clientele, and he restores cast irons, and he's a great cook, and he is a very, 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 enthusiastic and creative person and um i think i'm going to be doing some stuff pretty soon with him i've gone live with him once or twice so that's going to be fun he and i actually don't live too far away maybe about 90 minutes or so um so i'm going to haul over to new jersey one of these days and and go see him but um i had him i had a hope johnson from hope eats myc hope eats myc hope is one of my favorite food bloggers in new york city Uh, she is also a chef who recently graduated from the institute of culinary education uh, she is also a, a squash player, and she's also a, um, a model and a musician and 19,000 other things uh, that she all, does all of them very well. But she was on the show as well. Um, I'm going to have a couple more very exciting guests. I'm going to be the guest on a couple shows, and I may or may not have uh, some new podcast content coming out, hint, hint, with somebody else who I've had on the show. Who, uh, by the way, speaking of, that other person, uh, Pebs. From from Pep Talks, Alyssa, fucking, she, she was a, a guest of mine as well. For those of you who are listening in Connecticut, because I know there's a few of you at least, um, if you are live in Eastern Connecticut, uh, you listen to Pebs and Boomer in the morning, right? That's 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 fucking Pebs right there. She's she's possibly one of the coolest people ever. So, a lot of fun stuff happening. Um, as per usual, you could go to the link in my bio if you want to find the link to my Etsy shop where you can find my rub and my sauce. You know the hot sauce. Um, what I'm starting to do now though, is, um, if people want custom batches, uh, because I'm going to start making batches per person, I think. So like I'm selling a lot of these hot sauces 
not solo, believe it or not, but kind of in bulk to like businesses. And so what I wanted to offer some people is a discounted rate if they want to buy a batch of hot sauce. Like I'm not saying 200 <laughs> bottles. I'm saying like, you know, six or 10 or 20. You know, if they want to purchase them in bunches like that, I will offer, you know, discounted pricing. And also, I know that they're not, you know, 25-ounce bottles, so people do go through them, especially if you're a hot sauce lover, which makes me so fucking happy, I can't even tell you. So, yeah. But anyway, that's all the stuff where you can find me. Uh, if I, I, if anyone has anything they'd like me to talk about on Spicy Memories, I'm going to start um, kind of opening up questions on my Instagram stories for people to kind of, you know, do that. Um, but yeah, if anyone has any other questions for me, you can always shoot me a DM, any recipes you want to see me make, anything you want to hear me talk about, or anybody specifically you want me to try to get on the show. Uh, I have a few people on my list that I'm trying to book, but, um, besides from that, you know, we'll see. Uh, by the time you hear this, it's probably going to be Monday, April 4th, I'm hoping, because if it's not Monday, April 4th, that means that I didn't do my job, but yeah. So, um, yeah, if you end up hearing this and you make it this far, why don't you send me a message uh, with something that you've been doing recently that you enjoy? How about that? Here's, here's where we hear, here's where I'm really going to figure out who's actually making it to the 25, almost 26-minute mark. Message me with something that you genuinely have been doing recently that you really, really, really are happy about or love, right? Um, I think it's always important for people to find things that make them happy and... I can maybe encourage you. So imagine it was all a trap, though, and you told me, and I was like, that's fucking stupid. You should stop. Um, <laughs> yikes, that would be fucking mean. That would be horrible, although that may happen. So, I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. If you're a masochist, then you should totally message me. But, you know, anyway, don't feel like reading into that. Hope everybody's had a, had a good Solo Daddy Spice Daddy episode with this. No, Solo Daddy Spice Daddy? No, was it good? Solo Spice Daddy. There we go. Or Spice Daddy Solo. Ooh. Ooh, that sounds like the name of a band. Spice Daddy Solo? I like that. Fuck. Oh, wow. All right. I got to do some thinking tonight. Anyway, hope you guys enjoy the enjoyed your weekend. Uh, this was just a quick little update. I'm going to have new episodes coming out soon. Um, if this comes out on Monday the 4th around noontime as I'm planning, um, might be going live in the evening. So keep an eye out on Instagram. Para that. And that's it. Like I said, if anyone needs to reach out to me, you've got my info. You can email me at captaincookinfo at gmail.com. You can DM me on Instagram. And if you have my personal cell phone number, then I, you probably don't listen to this because you're already sick of hearing me talk. Have a great week, everybody, and stay tuned for some amazing fucking content that I'll have coming for you. Love you. <laughs>